Hello and welcome to another episode of From the Beginning here at Heavenward Thinking. Today we're going to finish up Genesis chapter 21, the treaty at Beersheba. So this is going to be a little short episode, uh, but there's some key things in this that I think are good to discuss and it kind of gives us some reflection over stories that we've already gone through uh, and then points us forward in this, uh, this From the Beginning series that we're doing. So I'm going to start reading and we'll get right into today's topic. At that time, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his forces, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. Now swear to me here before God that you will not deal falsely with me or my children or my descendants. Show to me and the country where you now reside as a foreigner the same kindness I have shown to you. Abraham said, I swear it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized. But Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this. You did not tell me, and I heard about it only today. So Abraham brought sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech, and the two men made a treaty. Abraham set apart seven ewe lambs from the flock, and Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs that you have set apart by themselves? He replied, Accept these seven lambs from my hand as a witness that I dug this well. So that place was called Beersheba, because the two men swore an oath there. After the treaty had been made at Beersheba, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his forces, returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord, the Eternal God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines for a long time. So the, this is a passage that we often skip because it, we don't see the relevance of it, maybe, or we don't uh, see how important it is compared with the rest of chapter 21 that we talked about before with um, the birth of Isaac and the sending away of Hagar and Ishmael and, and God's provision for them and the, the fulfillment of promise. It seemed like it was such an uh, important chapter. And then we get here to the second half. And a lot of time we just kind of skip over it because it, it doesn't seem to be as important. And yet it, it is important because it brings out some key things, I think, that we need to understand as Christians that are very relevant to us. The first one is right off the bat in verse 22. When Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his forces, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. And I was talking about this at a Bible study recently, and we were talking about how incredible of a statement this is, that these men who uh, a couple chapters ago were, were told uh, that Abraham was afraid of telling them the truth because he thought there was no fear of God going to be in this place. He said, I, I was afraid because I thought surely there would be no fear of God here. And yet we saw that they, they did fear God when God intervened in a dream to Abimelech. Uh, they did fear God and they responded. And then here in this chapter, uh, not only did they fear God, but they recognized God. They recognized the hand of God saying that God is with you in everything you do. And it's an incredible statement to understand because these people were uh, presumably not uh, God-fearing people and that they hadn't known all about God, uh, that they weren't following God like Abraham was, and yet they were recognizing the difference in Abraham. They recognized that there was something different about Abraham and his household, that God was blessing them abundantly, that God was doing something with them. Uh, and it gets me thinking how we as Christians are supposed to do and be the same way as Abraham here in this section. We're supposed to be living in such a way that people look at us, non-Christians and other Christians alike, looking at us and saying, there's something different about you. There's something totally different about your life. That there's something just unique about you. And that is God shining through us, Jesus shining through us. We're supposed to be the light of the world where Jesus is shining through and the people then see God through us and they glorify God and he gets the credit. But we're supposed to be recognizable in a way that Abraham was in this chapter where people look and they say there's something different, there's something unique. And, and what is that about? It's about God and pointing to God. Uh, so that's a very key thing, I think, in this passage right off the bat in verse 22. Then we have uh, this covenant and this treaty, uh, and it, it just is mind-boggling that 
we had in the previous chapter, Abraham was afraid to tell the truth and it created great stress upon Abimelech and his whole kingdom where the whole kingdom was being punished and, and was going to be even more severely punished uh, if God hadn't intervened uh, and saved uh, the messy situation that Abraham had created by his own fear. And yet in this chapter, we see that Abimelech is entering into a treaty with Abraham. He somehow gets that there's something different, as we talked about. There's something different. He understands that God is working in Abraham, and he wants to make a peace treaty with him. He wants to make a covenant with him that Abraham will show him kindness, just as he showed kindness and mercy on Abraham, uh, even though Abraham had not necessarily treated him very well by lying to him and creating great stress in his kingdom. And yet he still wants this treaty with Abraham. It's just Kind of a mind-boggling thing in this story. And then uh, towards the end of this section, they, they go through this whole little quarrel over the well, and there's there's the covenant they make about that, and the lambs and how it represents what the, what the name of the well is called, Beersheba, and, and that's all uh, relevant information for sure. But at the very end of the story is something that I found um, striking the last time I was reading through this, and it was in verse 33. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called upon the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And I find it interesting, whenever scripture includes little details that are just go above and beyond what we would expect. Uh, and here in this one where it talks about, he could have just, it could have just said, uh, he called the name of the Lord, but instead it gives the Lord a really awesome name here in this. Uh, one of the names of the Lord, the eternal God. And it just shows the God that we serve. Uh, he's not temporary. Uh, he's not a lesser God, the God of money, the God of uh, anything like that. He is the eternal God, the one God, the one God that we serve that is eternal. He's always always been and he always will be our God. And that is just a striking detail that, that scripture constantly is reminding us who God is who we are in relation to God, and just how mighty our God is, how he is so worthy of our worship, of our service, of our hearts. We need to make sure that we are living in such a way that we know who God is, that we're, we're digging into scripture and understanding who God is, learning more about him, uh, learning the different names of God is even a great way to start seeing just how mighty our God is, how worthy he is of all that we could ever do and all that we could ever be for him. And he wants us to live like that. He wants us to live where we are devoted 100% to him as he has given us everything that we have. And he is the eternal God. Uh, so th those are a couple of key things that I think we often skip over in Genesis chapter 21. And it, it just kind of ties up the, more of the story of Abraham and his relationship with Abimelech. Uh, and it ties up this portion of the story before we get into Genesis chapter 22, which is a very familiar passage about the testing of Abraham. And we'll talk about that next week. But this is an important part uh, of the puzzle of the whole story of Abraham. So it's, it's important that when we're reading scripture, we don't just skip over the things that seem less important to us, uh, but that we really see what is God saying? Why is this included in scripture? How is it important? And then really dig into that and then apply it to our daily lives. So I hope you've been encouraged and challenged by this and that you'll join us next time for another episode of From the Beginning here at Heavenward Thinking.